Welcome back to Plausible Deniability, a Star Wars story by Bad Form Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Frisch, and thank you for joining us. So before we begin, I want to start a weekly trend and begin doing a question of the week segment uh, before every episode. A question from us to our viewers. So our first question of the week will be, with Highly Suspect continuing after this series, what are some things you would like to see happen in season three? Whether that be plot lines that haven't been completed, uh, characters you want to see come back or not, really anything you can think of. Contact us on any of our social media platforms or email us with an answer. And if there are any platforms you have asked us questions on and we haven't answered you, let us know somewhere else so we can fix that. But let's get back to the episode. Last time on Plausible Deniability. Hadra and Chan finished their shopping and went for a mission briefing at New Republic Command. Their Mon Calamari commander, Yarik, gave our heroes new orders to go to the outermost moon of Umbara to find any information they can on Operation Ashen. Lash had escaped the facility and has joined our heroes as they fly through hyperspace to their next mission. Um, so before we start, can we get experience points, please? Please. Yeah. Um, you want to do, what was it that I gave you guys last time? 15? Yeah, I think so. And that was like halfway through the Star Destroyer. So yeah, let's just do another 15. Which will take us to 60 total. You know what? Let's make it. Let's make it fun. Actually, do do twenty experience. Twenty. So you guys can have some more fun oh. stuff to do. Oh yeah. So sixty-five. Are you still banking yours for something? I don't know. If he gets to two hundred experience, then he gets to make a second one of him. Oh. So sitting at sixty-five. Should I? Should I? Skill up, or should I take improved scathing tirade? Ooh. <laughs> mm. <laughs> we just get a shot of Hadra just like reading a thesaurus, like, mm, yes, insults. <laughs> <laughs> Puts me one closer to supreme scathing tirade, too. Mm, yes, more insults. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. I'm taking improved scathing tirade. Radical. Um, what's your skill in coercion? Out of curiosity, uh, two right now. Okay, that's <laughs> that will be strong. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm going to take three feats or whatever talents. I'm going to take three talents. Oh, I'm going to go conditioned, improved body cart, improved bodyguard, right down to dedication. <laughs> <laughs> Dedic- de- oh <laughs> is dedication the one that raises the characteristic? Yeah. Oh my god! What you're gonna be at five brawn or five agility now? No four, but still. Okay. <laughs> Colin, I'm assuming he was showing you the book when he did that. Did he just like point at like one side of the page and then just draw it straight down? Actually, I just I just watched the smile form on his face. Like I've really beaten Tim this time. <laughs> Oh. He's got it's a line. It's not a contest. Yeah, going, We're telling a, a story together. He he just got a bingo from the top left to the bottom <laughs> left of his, his skill tree. <laughs> oh my god! So if Tim didn't give us that extra five, would you have been able to make this? Yeah, I actually have five left. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So now we need to decide if I should take brawn or agility for my dedication. I mean, agility's the smart move. Brawn's the fun move. Yeah. That that simple. If I take agility, I'll be probably an even better pilot. We really just need a pilot. 
I will do agility. Mm. And that E11S will be even better. That's got to be the one that gets the most skills, but brawn's like so much more fun. I'm pretty good at brawn anyway Mm. with three. I mean, prove it. (laughs) No, that's that's awesome. And what were the other two talents you took to get there? Oh, yeah, that's fun, too. Conditioned. So, (laughs) remove a black per ranks of condition from athletics and coordination checks. Reduce damage and strain suffered from falling by one per rank of conditioned. But then improved bodyguard. Once per session, when an ally protected by the bodyguard maneuver suffers a hit, I suffer the hit instead. That's the other thing. That just sounds like what a normal bodyguard would do. How is that improved? You would just get beefier for brawn. I always forget. It's not until improved brawn I actually take the hits. Or improved bodyguard. Since your race kind of has like that Cobra Hood thing, is there just like a slightly smaller like skin of you somewhere on the ship right now? I hope so. <laughs> yeah, the original bodyguard just upgrades difficulty against whoever I'm protecting. Oh. This one I actually take the damage for them. Right. In addition to. We'll get skills later. I really just want to get to the prestige class of soldier. Um, where I can eat through the soak of any vehicle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Oh, that's real fun. Well. Is the prestige class for the diplomat? You just like retire and become a senator? Um, it doesn't have to say that. Yes. Uh, That's what's happened. I know this. I know my uh, my destiny. Is that what like season two of this is? Is just I am a senator now, <laughs> and you you're yeah. protecting me. Um. So we're just sitting on the ship, reading up on stuff. Yeah, we're heading to <laughs> yep. uh, Felucia, right? Umbara. <laughs> yep. Big diff. <laughs> Is there anything that you guys wanted to do on the ship on your way to Umbara? Like, uh, Commander Yark has been calling you pretty constantly, and you guys haven't picked up yet. Yeah, that's great. Um, so, <laughs> so in the last session, um, you didn't give me a chance to buy a gun, so I'd like to look on the ship for a gun, because I also left my sniper rifle on Chandrilla. So I have nothing but a folding combat knife. But when you do remember that sniper rifle, it's going to be great. Yeah. Can I find a gun? All right. Those aren't communal I rolled a force die. destiny points I got yet. two light side. Um, so give me a medium perception check while you're searching the ship. All right. Do you want some help? I have one skill. No, you're not here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in my quarters with my... Uh, my joke book, just writing main things down about everyone I know. How many uh, difficulty die? Uh, medium difficulty, so two die. Fuck you. Push. Absolute push. Dang it. <laughs> uh, let's say Blaster Carbine. You can pick the make and model. Oh, I can. Oh, lucky him. Uh-huh. Wow, wee. What if it's a named one? <laughs> named how? <laughs> like a like a unique <laughs> The Pirate's Revenge or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm looking at the book that my character's in. There's a Berserker rifle. So that sounds pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I already gave you an E11S pen. <laughs> yeah, but it's not here, is it, Tim? Whose fault no, is it's that, not. Tim? You rushed us out of that planet. <laughs> I couldn't even go to a stall to buy a gun. <laughs> what are the stats on the Berserker gun? Seven damage, four crit, burn one, cumbersome three, disorient one. Shoots like flame rounds. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So then we're good on the All right, you can right. have it, but I may break it this session. Matt Mercer wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what else? He has a better Athorian voice. Oh, I'm sorry. All right, I'm taking it. Tim, I'm sorry. It's a, it <laughs> I, crits I think that's on fun. four. I mean, basically, it's no, barely yeah. even a gun. Yeah. Seven damage? That's lower than most. I'm just worried about that burn because that's what, one damage per round? Yeah, we can cut the burn out. No, it's fine. Okay, that's all I wanted. I'll stop. You can continue. That's it. Yes. So, I is there anything to. that you guys would like to do other than find a gun? <laughs> um, so, uh, who all is here? We've got we've got Lash and Jaw. Just just Jaw and Lash. Yep. All right. On the Lancer class. Really need a really need a pilot. No. We'll get there. Oh, I know we will. <laughs> As soon as I get more experience points. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got five experience left. That would get you your first skill in piloting. If that's what I'm you pretty want. confident. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> I'll say that uh, Lash has commandeered the co-captain's quarters and has like sort of been fiddling with the locking system, so she has like her own private personal space that no one, and especially Jaw, can get into. Uh Jaws trying to organize stuff in the uh, cargo hold and just take stock of what was on here from the pirates. But from what I can tell, yeah, they didn't really have much. They weren't a very successful group of pirates. Were you saying that bit about Yarek because you want us to contact him again? No, I mean, you guys can if you want to, but I'm just saying, like, if you did, you would learn about the fallout of what Lash did if you wanted to know about it. I think we fully expected him to be calling this whole time, and Hadra has no interest in answering until we have something to move on, right? Yeah, that sounds like us. Yeah, we go off on our own. They don't invite us to fun stuff, we don't invite them to fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler, Aubrace and Ashen is not going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm just um, in the the pilot chair. Just kind of drifting off until we get there, trying to get a little sleep. Did Jaw find the gun and brought it to you, knowing you'd appreciate it? Because you said he was going through all the stuff, right? Sorry, you cut out at the end there, but yeah, he he's just like sort of trying to organize what was on the ship because somewhere deep in the back of his brain, there was Stormtrooper basic training at some point. So, so what do you think? Do you think he he brought it to you, or do you think you found it, or? Yeah, I can just be sitting in the captain's chair. And uh, Jaw finds the Berserker rifle. I wish there was another name for it, but... It can be. You just got That's what happens when you get cool free guns, I guess. <laughs> well, you have to say the full name anytime you mention it, Berserker too. rifle. Yeah, he just uh, sort of knocks on the cockpit door and goes, I, uh, I, I couldn't help but notice that you didn't have any weapons on you, and you told me that I'd be helping with security and stuff so i i found this guy he holds it out to me and if i could explain what it looks like it actually just looks like a shotgun i want to take it and go oh <laughs> a berserker rifle you want to take it down to the cargo hold and test it out <laughs> <laughs> and i'm looking it over and um i noticed there's probably a few things wrong with it it's not very clean hasn't been shot in a while and go well, uh, Ja, this is a this is a really good find. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gonna keep my old one. You know, this gun's just got so much power on it. I I don't know if I could handle it. What do you think about you taking this and I take yours? Um, yeah, no, that okay. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll take. He holds he, out the A two eighty that he bought. No, the. The E11. With the oh, modified... they took that one. Who took that one? The He stops, thinks for a second, then says, the new galactic government. <laughs> That's what you guys call it, right? Because, I mean, I know it's the the Republic, but, you know. Well, I think Chan would feel bad at that point, 
and doesn't want Ja to think that uh, he was trying to trick him. Be like, yeah, fine. Yeah, I'll I'll take the, the A280 then. Swap guns. He's looking it over and takes it back into the cargo hold where he is absolutely going to do some target practice. <laughs> is this because you didn't want to say Berserker rifle or you just really wanted that? I pistol? wanted the E11. Yeah. Was it that good? Yeah, it had auto fire. Oh. I will, I will say if you times. want to, um, Ja remembers how to install that mod. So if you get the mod, it'll be like a discount find to it, get it installed. Find and it and then help. he can slap it on there. On the yeah. Berserker? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> okay, so I guess I'll just cross out the Berserker rifle then. Yeah, but unless you guys have anything else that you want to do, uh, we can fast forward to coming out of hyperspace in the shadow system or whatever <laughs> the Umbara place is called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds good. It's like the shadow nebula. You didn't do any research? <laughs> I was just going to wing it. <laughs> no sorry it's the ghost nebula oh okay and umbar is known as the shadow world just right as i sit down and kind of get situated i have the a280 to my left we just pop out of hyperspace and i see umbara yeah just this angry red sort of almost glowing planet um it has several moons around it and the last information that you had about operation ashen was that the outermost one was where Admiral Motter was supposed to take his um, zealous Star Destroyer, and that's the extent of your knowledge. I'll feel the us coming out of hyperspace and come to the cockpit, and I'll sit down in the, the co-pilot chair that I don't deserve. Two seconds later, Lash comes in, and she looks a little bit misty-eyed, and he was like, I haven't been home in ages. Do I see any, like, Star Destroyers or anything? Uh, let's get a computer's check going for using the ship sensors. See what you guys can spot out there. I've got a two in smarts. Me too. <laughs> we'll be doing it separately, but together. Yeah. How, again, how difficult? Uh, let's make it medium difficulty, but if you get multiple successes, I'll give you more specific information. Two successes, one threat. Two threats. <laughs> All right. Um, using the ship sensors, Hadra, in the co-pilot's chair, you're scanning the area around the outer, like the outermost moon, the second moon of Umbara, and you see that even though this seems like it was supposed to be a very important operation, there's only one single, like light cruiser, not even a full star destroyer, circling the planet, and it's just sort of in like orbit geosynchronous above the moon so it's directly over a spot on it and using your sensors you're able to see that there is a series of buildings there sort of a circular like hub shape in the middle and then three sort of oblong almost like pill bug shaped uh, buildings outside of it on like the spokes of a wheel sort of thing I'll uh I'll turn to Lash and, and go um is this outer moon populated uh, no, it, it it's not populated, but uh, there's back during the Clone Wars, there was a research station out there under the rule of the Empire. I, they they may have kept it open, or does this look like it? And I'll turn the screen to her. It it was pretty top secret. I I never got to see it. So, yes. Uh, with that light cruiser, do you think we could slip in, or uh, no? I want. Can I do like a piloting? check just to see if there's any stealth systems on this uh yeah let's do you can do piloting if you want to you can do underworld and uh, with it being in orbit we could just go in dark yeah i think uh we'll just see if we have any sort of jamming or anything that'll help us get through yeah take a boost because it is a pirate ship how difficult (sighs) do i want to be mean no let's let's just do medium again you boys, you boys don't got brains. You got bronze and voices. <laughs> Three successes and an advantage. Oh. oh. Who is this man? A, a damn pilot. <laughs> but what do I see on the ship as far as like stealth capabilities? 
So on the console, like right in front of you, a lot of like the items and dials and knobs and displays on it are kind of run down mm-hmm. and pretty not great looking. However, towards the middle, there's one section that looks like it has been installed relatively recently, and it's very shiny and new, and you recognize it as a stealth system. So it just basically scrambles. I assume it doesn't make our ship invisible. Correct, yeah. So they'll see something out there, and visibly you'll still be able to be seen, but as far as like on sensors and things, you know, they'll have to like be looking for you. Cool. So I'll just hit that switch and start heading down to the uh, to the city, or at least right outside of those those buildings. Yeah. So it, the moon is definitely not populated with people. It seems like there's an atmosphere, but it's probably not breathable. And there's just looks like this one research station, which is probably like the size of mm, MSU's campus, sort of. <laughs> That's helpful well, for to, to the audience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like 20 buildings uh, four city blocks <laughs> um no it's one msu big Colin. Oh, okay okay <laughs> i think that's uh, 34 subways wide right <laughs> <laughs> the restaurant not the public service yes yeah yeah no, so it, it's like a couple of square miles of like outer buildings, but the main thing is that there's one large central ring and then splitting out from that in three different directions after like a series of like maybe 200 foot hallways, there are these like large outer buildings that look to be like individual research like sections. Gotcha. So I'll just start looking for a landing area uh, far enough away to conceal our position and we can just head in on foot if that's cool Ja pulls out a box that he'd found in the cargo hold and he opens it up and inside there are four rebreather masks I'll just wink at him grab one put in my mouth and kind of pat him on the shoulder as I leave the cockpit well your cool armor probably you don't need one that's true that's cool. So, what about my robes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, your robes cover your head with cloth, and then you can breathe in space. Well, it's like a turtleneck. So I then just I just up. pat him on the shoulder, and I hit a small button on the on the collar area, and the helmet kind of comes up around my face, and I walk out of the. That's so cool. Walk out of the yeah, cockpit. Yeah, Jaw looks at you in awe. <laughs> I will take mine, and I'll also take yours as a backup for myself. Good. <laughs> Lash grabs one and Jaw gets the other one and he's coming down to come with you guys. By the way, I did watch the Rebels episode on how this Lancer class is set up. So there's a staircase that kind of pops out right behind the cockpit. And it goes down like pilot side. Um, and then if we were to connect like via umbilical... There's just a slat in the back of the ship that we would back up into, and the two tubes would connect. Cool. Very cool. Like it. Just for future reference on how we're talking about the ship. FFR. Yeah. 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 I'll go back and watch those episodes again. Cool. So I don't think I'd stop and ask Jaw to stay if you're you're good with that. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I wanted to give you guys the option of asking someone to stay, but if you're cool with taking everyone, yeah, then everyone's going to come. Yeah. I'll follow you. So I uh, I hit the button, the stairs go down, and uh, I walk off onto the moon's surface. With my it's A280. A pre- <laughs> I do have it. Yes, and I follow with my robes. <laughs> and John Lash follow in their normal street clothing. <laughs> yeah, she's probably in like prisoner garb or something. Yeah, I always, I've been picturing her like wearing like a jumpsuit. That's like three sizes too big. <laughs> no, that you know, like uh, it, she has like the top half taken off and oh, tied, and tied at her, her waist, waist yeah. with like a, it's like a tank top. And Jaws in cargo shorts and a graphic tee. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sort of like uh, for for Lash, I always pictured like the Starship Troopers, kind of like a relaxing wear, where it is just like a tank top and like a jumpsuit that's rolled down at the waist. Yeah. And for Jaw, I mean. 
if you guys want cargo shorts and a graphic tee for like a Twi'lek band or something. <laughs> no. I, I think it's just the the black body glove thing that he's got under the Stormtrooper armor, right? Yeah. Like, like Finn and Force Awakens. Yeah, maybe he bought like a belt or something. Yeah. yeah. Kept yeah. his old one. And a tent. <laughs> yeah, the only reason it's okay for Finn is because he has a jacket. Yeah, yeah. Be weird otherwise. Can we say that um, he uh, he bought a jacket? No, he has to find it. <laughs> oh, that's that's find a story it. thing. That's his story arc. Yeah, <laughs> he's <laughs> he's got to find find Poe's jacket. But the the moon is a pretty sizable moon, so it's very close to you know Earth gravity. So no fun super jumps or anything. Um, it's very arid and desolate. Uh, you check the readings before you get off the ship, and you do need to have the rebreathers on. So it's sort of like the uh, asteroid in Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Um, no real plant life or anything, just rocks and scree. And you sort of landed the ship in a valley, so you have to like go up the valley, and then there's a little rise that you can you know belly crawl up to and look at the research center. Yeah, and I, I imagine I'm just continuing to follow you. Yeah, and um, as soon as we get to, like, a, a nice hill area, I kind of want to post up and check out the facility from a distance before we move in. All right. Uh, that sounds like perception checks to me. Yeah. So... Let's uh, let's make this one hard. Cool. With my heightened awareness, you'll get two boosts. Mm. Yeah, baby. <laughs> How hard did you say? Hard difficulty, so three difficulty die. Okay. And then just take a boost from me if you just want to roll it. Yeah. Oh, that's a big roll. Wow. Whoa. (laughs) I want you to know that those three die for the difficulty are all double failures. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. So I'm sitting at three failures, two advantages. Sorry. That's just, it's dice, man. Yeah, like, since Hadra has the the keenest eyes, you have both decided. Um, you're looking out at the research station, but there's something wrong with your respirator. So the mask sort of section is kind of fogging up and like little puffs of it are coming out and like blocking your vision. So you can't really get a good read on what's going on at the place but closer up you do see that like where maybe there was once water on this moon there's sort of like a dry creek bed that you can follow to get close enough to either the hub center part um which has on the inside of that uh landing platform should have mentioned that (laughs) need one of those (laughs) um or you could get to one of the research like little split off sections uh, can I communicate with the rebreather in? Yeah, you guys can talk. It's yeah. like uh, just like the ones from Empire, so okay, it's just yeah. sort of like a breathing mask. Cool. I don't see anything from out here. Where do we? Uh, where do we infiltrate? Well, we could get up to the landing pad. What were the other options? Sorry. Uh, you can either get to like the sort of like central hub of the facility. Or there's on this side, extending out from that central ring, is one of those like pill bug, sort of oblong, football shaped, almost like large building, sort of like a warehouse. Okay. Well, we could we could get to the central building, yeah. or it looks like we could get in here if we tried. I point to the the closest building, like the warehouse one, the facility. Yeah, yeah, yeah the. Yeah, that looks good. Should we? Yeah, split? I think so too. And you guys turn, and Jaws just standing up while you're both belly down on top of the hill. I grab him by the jumpsuit <laughs> and just pull him down hard into the ground. Oh God, what was that for? I look at you like curb your dog. Jaw, uh, <laughs> you stay with the ship, just in case we need a fast exfil. Lash, uh, you take the landing pad. Hadra and I will go in through the warehouse. All right, sounds good to me. I salute them. <laughs> Jaw looks a little bit bummed out, but, you know, at least you gave him a job, so he yeah. nods and 
like roadie running this time runs back to the ship and <laughs> you watch him Where he's like crouched crouch running <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then you both turn back to try to find lash and she's gone what a fucking goober yeah goober to the max I give you a nod and then start running down to the uh, edge of the building. I'm gonna I'm gonna grab one of my relbies and just catch one last breath and kind of pump myself up and start shaking a little <laughs> bit, and then I'm gonna jump over and run after you. Yeah, you guys don't notice any patrols or anything on the outside of the building. Um, there's a few floodlights pointing out towards the sort of just barren landscape of the moon, but you don't see a door. You do see some like access hatches and like what looks to be like a, well, for lack of a better word, it's like the loading bay area, like for trucks. And right outside of it, there's just a huge pile of broken metal that seems to have been blasted with something. Like from the building? Like it looks like they were doing something inside the building and then this is like where they just dump their stuff once they're done with it. Okay. And it's just. A variety of different like metals and alloys that you can see. Some of them with like real tiny holes through them. Some of them are just like torn in half. But it seems to be like, you know, some sort of destructive testing was going on in this building. Uh, do, do you know? <laughs> I'll lean down and kind of grab some of just the smaller pieces of metal and try and figure out what it is or see if there's any scoring on it. Yeah, just give me either like a straight up and down knowledge roll or um, I guess they made the military one for Age of Rebellion. Yeah, I'll just do the knowledge and they're going to be the same. What's what's your uh, what's the difficulty? All right, uh, let's make it medium difficulty. Actually, no, easy, easy difficulty for this one. And I'll just crouch down next to him and keep an eye out. One success, one threat. Uh, this is Durasteel. And it has been torn in half by some kind of explosive. It's impressive, like, the amount of damage that's done in such a small area and how destructive it was. Well, whatever made this is uh, a potent explosive. It's Durasteel. It's been shredded. I'll just kind of drop it on the ground and look around and get back when, up. When you do drop it onto the ground, like part of it like that was the outermost edge like where the explosion had happened just like crumbles off and almost turns into dust all you you see i'll i'll look at it kind of concerned and um do you want to try a different facility trying to act brave but also (laughs) kind of afraid uh we could just head straight for the the central complex What's the worst that could be in there, scientist? <laughs> You're right. That's the smart play. Yeah. Uh, yes. Central well, complex. Very sp- Here we yes. come. <laughs> I didn't mean to spook you boys so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in a but pe- oh. what if there was some lying around? Some of whatever did that. Yes. Oh, that. Uh. What could there be in there? Scientists? What? Probably just scientists. <laughs> probably just scientists. Okay. I think we'll be safe. And I'm going to run over to one of the access hatches. Are they unlocked or do we have to unlock them? Uh, there is just like a Star Wars equivalent of like a padlock on this one. But, you know, like you think that like once you get into it, it won't like lead you directly into the building. But, you know, I'm sure there's, like, wiring and ducts and things, and this is probably attached to that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take out that folding combat knife and just kind of try to wedge it into the padlock and just snap it. Yeah, let's do uh, Skullduggery. What? Skullduggery? I said just just brawn. Just let me rip it open. (laughs) Just beef it through. All right, cool. I, I could try to just unlock it, though. I'll do Skullduggery. I don't want to break the. I can do skullduggery. I got, I got cunning. Oh, is that on the cunning? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm gonna. <laughs> I will try to pick the lock. <laughs> I'm gonna be a lookout. I'll draw my A280 and just kind of keep an eye on the perimeter. 
Yeah, you do see like far away towards the center building a squad of stormtroopers like double time marching towards the landing bay or to the landing pad. Uh, but they do not notice you. Um, how difficult for Skullduggery on the lock? Uh, make it medium. Uh, but take a uh, setback die for your breath still messing up with the uh, rebreather. Convincing demeanor. Remove a setback die per convincing demeanor from deception and skullduggery checks. You cannot impress the lock, Colin. <laughs> um, I look. It doesn't say you impress it. <laughs> no, you don't it get just to have says, this one. Remove a setback from the skullduggery check. <laughs> they need a lock pick for this game. <laughs> They do. <laughs> Desperately. Shit. <laughs> Two advantages. <laughs> All right. You do not manage to unlock the padlock. However, for those advantages, I will say that further down past the big pile of all the wrecked metal, you do see a ladder leading, like, you know, curving up along the outside edge of the building. Does it look like that would be in good view of the central building or any of the patrols? Yeah, if you're fast, maybe not. So you're working way too long on the yeah. block. And as I'm just kind of scanning the perimeter, I see that ladder and I just kind of tap you and just pull you away from it as you're not <laughs> getting it unlocked and just start walking you to the to the ladder. We'll just start climbing up. Yeah, I don't think I fight it that hard. Yeah. <laughs> this might be faster. And we'll start climbing up. All right, uh, give me a stealth check just to see how well you guys can do it. It'll just be easy difficulty because everyone outside, from what you saw of watching them, uh, Chan was pretty preoccupied and pretty busy. Do you want to go off of me? Yeah. Cool. Three successes. cool yeah no one spots you guys you manage to get to the top um there's sort of like a raised walkway section that goes around the outside uh perimeter of this and every like you know five ten feet or so there's like a transparent section so you know whenever the sun is in the right position you know natural light can come in but it's umbara so that's probably like angry red light or something mm-hmm. <laughs> but this seems like a you know prefabricated building so it's probably just a annoyance rather than a nice skylight. Yeah. Um, they don't open from the outside, but you can look in. And if you decide to, they should be pretty easy to break open and then drop in. Yeah, let's uh, look over and see if we see anybody in there. You good with that? Yeah. Take a take a little peek, Ski. All right. Uh, for no perception check, um, I will just go ahead and tell you what you see. Um, it's sort of strange. Um, inside, uh, the floor is mostly made out of, you know, Star Wars concrete. Um, there's various sections that have very bright colored rings around them, sort of like warning, like blast zone sort of stuff. Uh, there's these recessed sections of the floor that go down about 12 feet. And then around them, going down only about six feet, are like trenches almost. So for people to do explosives tests and then have people nearby who can you know, observe kind of like a uh, frag grenade training in the army. If you've seen people <laughs> yep. who incredibly mess that up in YouTube videos. I haven't. It's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like yeah, so, sergeants grabbing privates and pulling them down into the trench so they don't get <laughs> shredded. <laughs> so in addition to all these like practical testing areas over on the side opposite from where you guys are peeking through uh, from the roof, you see uh, about six, seven sort of clean room setups where, you know, chemical synthesis and testing would be done, you know, but all the equipment has sort of been like knocked onto the floor and like thrown around. It just doesn't seem like it was destroyed, but it seems like everything that was important has been removed in a very fast hurry. But we don't see anybody. No, no, no people. You want to look closer? Yeah, it wouldn't hurt to look a little bit closer. With my heightened awareness, you can take another two boosts. Um, 
anything particular we're looking for, though? Like, for people, for what looks like left-behind explosives, key cards. Security cameras, anything. Yeah. Uh, Access to the next room or to the central complex. Definitely. Because I assume that's where we're trying to go. Mm Mm-hmm. So I guess more people and access ways. Yeah. Tim, you good with that? Uh, totally. But uh, let's make it hard difficulty then, because you're basically like trying to track people from the roof. <laughs> two successes, two advantage. Cool. Yeah. So you do definitely see, like. Uh, there's only one real door inside this large sort of warehouse structure, and it's leading out towards that long 200-foot hallway that goes back to, like, the central hub of the complex. You do see a few security cameras scanning around, but you think that you should be able to avoid them pretty easily coming in and maybe able to disable them from the roof. You see a few, like, electronics boxes, you know, around the ring where you guys are standing that may be connected to them. Um... But as far as you can tell, the last time people were in here was at, at least several minutes ago. Security's light. You want to try to get in here? Yeah. Do you try to smash out the window? Um, I think we should try to disable the cameras. Um, and he'll point the cameras out, and I'll kind of follow the wires up to the box that's on the roof of this of this warehouse. And I want to walk over to it and uh, just... Rip them out. Smash and grab. Yeah, no, you can definitely do that um, for free if you want to just turn them off. If you want to do anything other than that, then we'll have to do a special roll for it. But if you want to just like I remove just power to off. the cameras. Yeah. Yeah. You just pull out a fistful <laughs> of wires. <laughs> okay, so I rip the wires out. And you see that like uh, there was like a little bit of like backup light inside the warehouse kind of shining through the windows. You see those lights just turn off. Do you think you may have just cut power to the whole building? That's fine. Works for me. Yeah. And then I'll try to punch the glass and my feeble <laughs> little hand will bruise up real bad. <laughs> I'll just take the butt of the A280 and just smash one out. Yeah, it's actually almost plastic. So like just the flat of it just like pops straight down and then just like lands with a little clatter. Uh, you guys are about 25 feet off the ground, but as luck would have it, there is a... I jump in and uh, I use my grab shoot. I forgot you had that. Yes! <laughs> I do the same. <laughs> Holy shit, you guys bought something actually useful. <laughs> Woo! So we both drop in. I draw my A280 and start clearing the room. Yeah, looking around, you don't see any people, you don't really hear anything. It seems like this room, at least, has been abandoned for a little bit of time. Um, looking around, you see all these pits and all this, like, carbon scoring, and there's sort of, like, a almost like a leaderboard over on one side of the wall, like, on just a display, and it's various names of what you can assume to be research technicians, and then varying amounts of thickness and armor type. So you think that what they were trying to develop here was an explosive that can punch through the hardest armor the most. Who's the top? Uh, (laughs) Technician Swinray? I can do better. I can do better. Uh, technician Oanes. I like that. Oanus? Oanes. Oanes? Jimenez? <laughs> I look for his locker. Uh, you don't see a locker, uh, but you do see several like workstations over by the clean room area. And they do have, for the most part, they're, all the stuff has been knocked off. But there are a couple that still have... Sort of like a desktop computer sort of built into it. I mean, I don't know much about computers, to be honest. Do we just, do we look at drawers? Do we try to look at a computer or do we just continue on? 
I think for a destiny point, some technician in a hurry Who's left, destiny point? Those are both mine. Left a computer open with something valuable. Yeah, I'll say that there's like a backup battery. So in the darkness of like this whole place, you see this like slight glow coming from one of the uh, workstations. I walk over to it and start scrolling through. For the most part, you just see like logs about, you know, different kinds of combinations of chemicals that they were trying to use for explosives and things and, you know, inter-office like politics sort of stuff. It seems like there was definitely like a competition to see who could have, you know, the best version of it. Um, And at the very, very bottom, like towards the beginning of the project, you actually see the purpose of it. As you're reading, it is talking about Operation Ashen and Operation Cinder. And for anyone who hasn't played Battlefront 2 or read the books and all that stuff, Operation Cinder was sort of like this big, flashy way of punishing the Empire for failing and allowing the Emperor to die. So, like, on Naboo, but then also, like, on loyal Imperial worlds, they would have, like, these big satellites come out and basically fry the planet's uh, environment and cause, like, immediate global warming and, like, death to everyone on the planet. Operation Ashen goes kind of hand-in-hand with that, where the point of it, as far as you can tell from just this basic reading, the outline of these people's specific operation, is to disrupt planets that are important to either the galaxy or to the Rebellion, and make the response time for Operation Cinder longer. So, nowhere near as flashy but very secretive and destructive based on the pile of metal out back sort of plans. And this group of technicians and scientists role was essentially find a way uh, to knock one of the bridge cities of Cato Nemoidia off the rock surface that they're on, which if you remember from revenge of the Sith, Cato Nemoidia is that planet where Plu Kuhn was shot down during order 66 and it's basically a planet of big, large rock pillars and stretching in between them like a sort of narrow bridge or like a vine is like a whole city. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of look for a spare data pad that's hanging around and I want to plug it into... Let's, uh, just, let's just pull the hard drive out of it. Right? Rogue One rules. Let's just grab the hard drive and, and yank it out. Yeah, can we do that? Yeah, totally. Cool. I'm going to yank it and just kind of clip it to the back of my belt. Jin Urso it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess after you grab it, we just go for the door, right? Yeah. The the hopeful access to the, the center facility. Yeah, you guys get to the door uh, leading to the big hallway. Um, from the inside, you can tell that it's sort of like 30 feet wide, 200 feet long. And there's just basically a regular simple door built into part of it or a large like loading bay door where they could wheel things in and out. Which way? Like they're both going to go the same way. It's just like, do you want to open the big loading bay door or do you want to open the normal person sized door? Probably the person sized door. Yeah, (laughs) I guess. Uh, Unless, you know, we were trying to be cool. Well, I mean, we're going to do it cool because we're going to, without saying a word to each other, stack up on either side of that door, make eye contact. I'm going to hit it, go in first, and you're going to clear my left corner while I clear the right. Yeah. That is cool, man. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty rock and roll. Oh, very cool. What's up with you? I don't know. Hodra doesn't give a shit about that stuff. No. <laughs> but you're training. Yeah. These are the things I've taught you how to I've taught you to do. We have fun in other ways too. Yeah. <laughs> now, this is very exciting. I'm just I'm just playing, man. Hadra follows you and he stacks up on that door real quick. Icy. <laughs> and he says, Stay frosty. <laughs> and then you get to hit the button. <laughs> I hit the button and I clear my right side and he clears my left. And yeah, it's a it's an empty hallway. Uh, there is still lighting in here. Um, Job Brown would have done it with me. 
He would have fucked it up though. <laughs> he would have been so excited. <laughs> he like cleared the same corner as you and like shot you in the leg. Well, or then what something? gets your character excited while we're learning about our characters? I mean, you like you know, you like a stimulating conversation over a, over Corellian oh, yeah. whiskey. <laughs> that lame i'm sure um <laughs> sorry tim anyway so we do it i'm too busy in the mission i don't notice how not into it he is <laughs> um what do we see <laughs> uh, like this hallway you, does you clear your corner and then i just walk in behind <laughs> you and you go clear and i go clear <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so this hallway still has power, so there is still lighting in here. Um, you can see, like, sort of parking spots and charging stations for sort of the small shuttle cart things, like in uh, New Hope, where they take, like, the pilots around to their X-Wings and stuff like uh, that, and yeah, these yeah, ones yeah. are made for people or for, you know, towing material and stuff like that. Uh, but there's only one that's in here right now. Uh, the rest of them are gone. And it's just a straight shot down the hall towards a door. Yeah, so based on our, our just like mental map, that would lead to the main facility, right? Yeah, and then you could just walk around the perimeter of it to access the other two sort of satellite research stations. Right. Should we try to calm in Lash, or do you think she's hiding right now, being sneaky, and we would just do more harm than good? Well, we'll, we'll just like kind of ping her calm yeah right? i just want to ping ping lash then on the calm you get you get two radio clicks back you gotta love that right that's yeah. some tactical shit <laughs> that you guys did not establish beforehand <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you're just gonna be clicking back and forth at each other like fucking crabs <laughs> so you clicked once yeah. she clicked twice what do you think that means i'm okay like yeah why not do you think that's what it means, Tim? And then you call her back and say, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> What's it? Hey, like, I know what it means. You know what it means, but I don't. I, I ain't telling you, though. Okay, I just... Oh, that's not good. Uh, I don't think she knows wait, rebel wait, communications. Wait. So you expected her to click twice to represent... Good. I don't think I understand rebel communications. I don't think I do either. That's the problem. So we're just going to cut this part and continue on. <laughs> and we'll come up with something later. That or I could just it, it, think that uh, two clicks uh, means trouble. That makes sense to me. One is yes, two is no. That's... For no reason. That's just what I thought. But regardless, Hadra is sitting in the passenger seat of the shuttle. Oh, you're already waiting for me? Okay. Yeah. You're the pilot. Fuck yeah, I am. I know. I get on, I'm going to pilot that small cart down to the main facility. <laughs> Would you like a check? I'm going to need a hard planetary piloting check. <laughs> okay. I'm joking. It's fine. Yeah, no, it's fine, though. I got it. Yep, just a straight shot. <laughs> you guys probably could have jogged it, but I like that you took the cart. Um, nothing really happens. There's no windows or anything in this long sort of tunnel of a hallway. Um, I'm going to give you a destiny point, though. And as you are approaching the main section, the large bay door opens up, and there's a technician and three stormtroopers who are riding on their own little cart, uh, the technician is like, no, I think I just left it on, but we can just, you know, grab the hard drive and leave. And, and then he looks back up. Wait, wait. And As just... the door opens, I pulled the little lever on my seat and laid all the way back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, basically, there's a, a showdown between these two carts. How fast are we moving? Five miles an hour. Oh, <laughs> Like, you think you could probably, like, knock it up to eight if you really had to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'll start with a piloting check. I I think you just roll up on them. 
Who go? What are they gonna do? They're gonna just start shooting. Why? Why is this alien riding yeah. a cart around? That's weirder than. <laughs> this is the most exciting thing that's happened to them in weeks. Yeah. So as soon as we see the door open, you lay back. I get down also. I'm continuing to drive, and as we're passing them, I want to. I want to pop up and do a sort of slow drive by and take out the storm. Yeah, troopers. and I. I think that was my plan too, just with the Relbies, but more of a lean up and blast. Yeah. All right, yeah, I'll give you guys a surprise round. Um, this they will count as a minion group, um, but you know, before we roll vigilance, let's see if you guys can just knock them out in one go. All right, well, I said that I lean back first, so I think I get to go first. You get to go first. Okay, I, I don't know. Do we get to aim on a surprise round? Yeah. All right, short range when we're passing them. Yeah, short, very short range. Not engaged, but you guys are maybe four feet away from them when like they're staring at it and then you guys both pop up and attack. And with my my dual wield modification, it still adds a difficulty. It adds one die of difficulty though, right? And then takes two advantages to trigger the second gun. Yeah, it's it's a uh, linked blasters is what it is. Okay. Some weapons like the laser cannons fitted to the X-Wing are designed to fire together at the same target. Is that it? Yeah. This increases the possibility of a hit as well as damage dealt. When firing a linked weapon on a successful attack, the weapon deals one hit. The wielder may spend two advantages to gain the additional hit. Okay, so it just gets rid of that yep. difficulty then. Yep. Okay. All right. I'm ready to go then. I lean up. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. One success and a triumph. So I don't get to do the second one. <laughs> but I think I shoot the one that's driving. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he just turns right into us, bumper carts, and flips their cart like on the very back, like the flatbed of ours, just kind of tumbles it over giving me the perfect shot to just look at the other two and all right tim there's two successes and one two three four five six advantages (laughs) all right i believe you crit So, so Colin or Hadra swiftly, you know, leans back up and then puts one shot into the head of the guy, the stormtrooper driving it. And the cool thing happens, just like you said it did, Colin. However, you have to remember how slow these are moving. So (laughs) it very slowly swerves and bumps into your cart, jostling the stormtroopers just enough to give Chan enough time to... Lean back up, and Ben, you describe how you dispatch them. So I'm going to say that the uh, our cart bumps into theirs, uh, jostling the other stormtroopers and putting them in this perfect position to set my gun to fully automatic and just start raking back and forth across them, taking them both out. But I want to say, with at least two of those advantages, the technician with them is unharmed. <laughs> I was going to ask if you were <laughs> wanting to kill the technician or not. No. Yeah, with those two advantages, can I just run up, just squeeze his neck until he passes out, and then throw him my, over my shoulder and run down the hallway with him? Yeah, I could say you could just like swing a haymaker at him, clip his jaw, and he just goes down. Yeah. <laughs> I catch him, throw him over my shoulder, and we start running to the main complex. Very Star Wars Rebels of you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, over the comms, Lash comes in and she says, what was that? Are you guys okay? We got a little carried away, but we're fine. Yeah, we're heading to the main complex now. Where are you? I'm at the landing pad right now. I mean, they they heard the shots, but no one's running into the building just yet. And I see smoke. From where? From the third outbuilding, the one that's opposite from you. Oh, well, it's, at least it's not the one we came from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Lash, we've cleared the building closest to the ship. We're going to go check out the fire in that third building. 
You take that last unexplored one. Look for any intel you can get your hands on and meet us at the ship. And uh, be careful. <laughs> she clicks once. <laughs> what does this mean? <laughs> <laughs> you say that, as we're sprinting yeah. towards the building. <laughs> Thanks again for joining us. If you like what you heard, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay updated on plausible deniability, highly suspect, and bad form. Our theme song is Spliff and Wesson by Airglow. Other music was created by Alex Kahneman of TV Magic. The Star Wars role-playing game is owned by Fantasy Flight Games and Lucas Books. Until next time, may the Force be with you.